We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Listen in today as TCSC alumni and our friends, Alex and Megan Delgado from Cornerstone Church in Fresno share at Spiritual Emphasis 2021. God bless you today, my friends. I'm not gonna cut it with a nice little joke. Because you know what? In my heart, it's heavy this morning. This Monday, how many 25-year-olds are in here right now? You're 25 years old or under. I had to officiate a funeral of a 25-year-old overdose this Monday. This is life or death. So I'm not coming in with a nice little joke to soften the blow. Can we get real this morning? Can we get real? We came here to testify of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. So this powerhouse woman of God is going to go first. Go ahead. Thank you, babe. My name's Megan, and um, I'm just so honored to be here. We both have um, a heart for Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge not only saved our life, but the life of my brother and brother-in-law, and it's just restored our family all the way around. So um, I was born in Fresno, California, so just 40 minutes away from here. And um, I was born into a good home, and, and as a lot of you know, addiction doesn't discriminate. So um, I want to fast forward through my past because we all come through past. Obviously, you're sitting in here. You've given up a year of your life. So something got you in here. But um, for me, it was a 17-year heroin, meth, and everything in between addiction. And it led me to um, numerous uh, uh, secular rehabs, life coaches, shots that make me not crave opiates, um, methadone clinics, jail, uh, adult probation, everything that you can think of. The only positive thing in there was my son. Um, Luke, but even though, um, you know, a lot of the mothers know you can't stay sober for your children, no matter how hard you try. So um, for me, I was uh, pretty stubborn, and I wouldn't recommend being the kind of student I was in Teen Challenge. It took me three times to go through. And thank God that they offer restoration because in L.A., that's where God broke my heart. I had lost everything in 2016. I um, overdosed on heroin, and it was pretty, pretty bad. And uh, my brother was working at Riverside at that point. He came to Fresno and said, you don't have a drug problem. You have a God problem. You don't know how much God loves you. You don't know who you are in Christ, and you need to get back up, and you need to fight. And at this point, I was 30 years old. I was 30 years old, and oh. That's right. Give God the, all the praise. So um, I knew that I was at a pivotal moment at 30 years old as either I was going to make the choice I was going to be a junkie for the rest of my life and die on the street and my son would be motherless or I was going to get up and fight one more time. And I'm so glad I did. 
And I gave it all at the altar, at spiritual, I, I, everything, everything I could think of. I was like, God, I give you this, I give you this, I give you this. If I don't have my son, if I don't have my family, if I don't have a home, I just want to serve you. I had no more reservations, and God showed up and did something, and I just celebrated five years clean. But, <laughs> and I was like the chronic relapser. Like, I just, I couldn't get it. It took me three times, um, and just in teen challenge. But... God is so faithful, and I love the theme of this week because he has been so faithful. He knew the desires of my heart. All I had to do was keep following him. He brought a man that I am so in love with that we get to do ministry together. He restored... He restored my relationship with my son to the, sing, to the moms out there that have kids and you want to leave. It is worth it. It is worth every single time that they leave and they cry that you have to say bye to them. It is, it is worth every phone call or every phone call you don't get because you get in trouble. It is worth it. They need their mother. You need to stay here and finish it because God is a God of completion. So stay because my son is proud of me. My son comes to our youth group. He loves being at youth now. He is, he is amazing. He loves his, his stepdad. He loves his little sisters. We have two, two little girls together. One baby's over there, and then our toddler, she is wild. She is at home right now. And so, but God is faithful. My whole addiction took place in downtown Fresno. Overdoses, jail, methadone clinic, my connections. And God called me right back to my demise, like Mike said. And now we get to serve the youth. I used to, couldn't stand youth. I, if someone told me I was gonna work with teenagers, I was gonna say, you are crazy. That is like the worst age ever. I love them. I would give my life for them today. And now, we, God restores everything. So I used to drive around downtown aimlessly in my addiction, but see, my calling was already on my life in my addiction. The enemy tried to twist it up. My gifts that I use now for God were twisted up into manipulation, and my, my people skills were, were twisted in my addiction. The enemy will try to twist your calling in your addiction. So don't don't let him any longer because you have a call on your life, every single one of you. The world needs you because now we have one of my old heroin dealer's sons is in our youth group. He just graduated our youth group not too long ago. I get to be around a mother to the motherless, literally. Our kids, their mothers are out on the street using. Their mothers are totally absent. They don't have parents. We get to be parents. We get to step in. No one would have trusted us before. I didn't even trust myself with my own kid. And now we get to be mothers and fathers to kids that need it. We get to show them there is a different way and a hope. So you need to stay put. God is doing something here during this year. Whether you feel it or not, whether you're going through the motions, just stay put. Complete it and let God use you because you each have a call on your life. And this world right now, they need radical Christians. They don't need little Christians that sit in the back and judge other people. And Teen Challenge births radical Christians. So... Stay put, stay on the path, because he is so faithful no matter what you're going through today. So thank you for this opportunity, and now I'm going to let my husband speak. Come on. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Man, I'm a blessed man. See, yeah, I am. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if I could do this up here. So I'm, I'm Cuban and loud, so I like to jump around a little bit. Any people like to jump around here? Where's the water walkers at? Amen. All right. Amen. There's three of you. So my story is a little different than hers. You know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't hear about Jesus a lot. I wasn't even born in this country. I came to this country. I was six months old. My 17-year-old cousin came to get me, who I'm named after. His name's Alex, and I'm named after him. 
He brought us to this country. When he was 17, the Coast Guard didn't even believe it. They jumped on the boat, put a shotgun in his face, said, where's the captain of this boat? He said, I am. He was like 110 pounds soaking wet. The same boat that brought me to this country got caught with 800 kilos of cocaine on it. That's my lineage. Statistics tell me that I should be dead or in jail just because my family lineage. But I picked up this Bible and it tells me, therefore, if he is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. See, my grandfather was like, yo, we got to, they were all in Miami. My uncle assassinated in Colombia, Alex's father. Alex gets caught with those 800 kilos of cocaine and goes on the run in Spain. And the feds catch him and he's got to do 20 years straight fed time. My grandfather said, I'm getting out of here. We're not staying in Miami. We're going to Chicago. And he, and he raised us the best we could. But when you come to this country and you ain't got a lot of money, I grew up in a crazy neighborhood. Nuts. The Latin Kings headquarters was across the street from my house. So everybody would use my backyard as shooting practice to them and they would shoot back. So by the time I was two years old, three years old on a big wheel, I'm watching drive-bys go by. I remember it like as yesterday, there was a blue Cadillac, went around the corner, it was all white leather, white top, and I see a cinder block coming through the air, and boom! I see the guy's head explode, hit the steering wheel, and all I hear is, Aah! and I'm looking from across the way, and I see my mom saying, don't come, don't come, and pop, 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 pop! That is the moment I had a first panic attack. Fear came into my life in that moment and paralyzed me. See, sometimes we got to get to the root of our issue. God doesn't want to restore you. He wants to recreate you. But I had to get back. He doesn't want to bring you back to what you were. He wants to make you better. But I had to go back to that. See, because fear would cripple me. I would go through life fearful. Because of moments like that and trauma that my head went through, that my mind went through, because of my surroundings. So by the time I was 9 or 10 years old, I found the antidote to fear. I could drink. Someone gave me a bottle. The first time I drank, I was the happiest person in the world. I could feel it come down the warmth, and I could feel this man come up. And I was like, yes, this is what I've been looking for. I don't have to be afraid anymore. I can go fight. I can go do this. I can do anything. See, all my life in my house, I heard, we didn't bring you to this country for you to fail. We brought you here so that you can be somebody. So I had this pressure on me, like I had to do something with my life, and it had to be great. But I didn't know what that would be. And my identity would be found in a substance because all I knew was how to drink to be someone, how to drink to do this. You went to a funeral, you drink. You went to a wedding, you drink. You had somebody, any, anything, you drink. And then at 17 years old, when I graduated high school, there's an alarm going off. We're going to shut that, all right? I don't know whose it is. That's probably the stage trying to get me off, all right? <laughs> we got five minutes. Give me five minutes. Do I got five minutes, Teen Challenge? <laughs> Come on. So I'm sitting there, 17 years old, just wasted my whole high school thinking I was the cool kid, drinking every week and all this. So what am I going to do with my life now? My family didn't bring me to this country to fail. Well, by then we left the bad neighborhood where there was Latin kings and we moved to the Italian neighborhood. Only difference is they gangbang in suits. So all of a sudden, come on. Oh, I told you I was going to get real today. So all their kids work downtown at the stock market because the money's got to get laundered somehow. 
So I get a job at the stock market when I'm 17 years old. And I walked into success. I saw men making millions, driving Ferraris, having boats, flying all over the world. I said, that's what I'm going to do. And they taught me how to work hard, but play harder. So by the time I was 18, I was making more money than anybody in my house. And I'm not sitting here to boast. I want you to know where I come from. And my addiction was so deep. I'm doing cocaine. I'm, I'm taking 30, 40 Norkels a day during work. Half an eight ball, four Xanax just to go to bed every day. Drinking, partying, drinking, partying. End up a heroin IV user and then everything falls out from under me. After See, I had this unquenchable hole in me. All right? I couldn't fill it with enough women, enough sex, enough cars, enough Rolexes. If you get a silver Rolex, you need a gold one. If you get a 3 Series BMW, you need a 5. If you get a 5, you need a 7. Then you need a Maybach. It's never enough. You and I were not created to fill this with things. There's only a spirit that can fill you. And it's the spirit of the living God. So I find myself completely suicidal. I take 50 Norcos and I go to the airport with five grand in cash on me. No luggage. I buy a one-way ticket and I honestly thought I'd die in the air. I was hoping that I would die in the air. I get off that plane. Just like any good addict, I lose $5,000 at the casino in the first hour. I was smart enough to pay for the hotel for a few days. And I call my mom, who I always call to bail me out. I'm an only child, no dad. Mama, mijo, what are you doing now? Well, mom, I'm in Vegas. I think I'm gonna sell this phone. My hotel room doesn't have a balcony, but if it did, I'd jump off this thing right now. And she told me words that I'll never forget the rest of my life. She said, son, you have tried everything in this world. You need God. And I said, God? Do you think there's a God? Do you think that I would live the way I'm living right now if there was a God? I'm living in hell on earth. See, I didn't want to be the way I was. I couldn't stop. I could not not drink. I could not snort, shoot, whatever you put in front of me. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. What kind of addict were you? All. Omni. Give me all of it. But I was miserable. And she says, son, you got to, these people are going to call you. There's a program called Teen Challenge. I'm like, Teen Challenge? I'm not a teenager. The guy calls me on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're from teen. I'm like, listen, homie, I'm not a teen. He lied to me. He goes, no, teen, like football team. Lied to me. Give a round of applause for Teen Challenge staff right now. Come on. Come on. I'm at the bar in Vegas drinking 25-cent Budweiser's, and he's talking to me about Team Challenge. I wish this was funny to me. I had to live it. And he's like, hey, brother. I'm like, brother, I'm an only child. I'm not your brother. He's like, God's got a plan for you. What? How much does this program cost? It's free. Free. Are you crazy? I thought it was a cult for sure, and I was going to die. Ten of us in a, in a, in a thing. 100%. There's no way. I'm born in a Catholic neighborhood. You go to church maybe once a year, if that. And that's it. What do you mean? What do you mean it's free? I get off the plane. They send me to the hospital. They're like, this kid needs to go to the detox. They detox me for seven days in the hospital. 
I get out of detox. I didn't sleep for 17 days straight. It had been a decade since I didn't go to bed without a substance. So if you're in here today and you're not sleeping, there's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for you. There's hope. You just got to keep going. You just, just like you keep going for the next fix, you got to keep going sometimes. So here I find myself in this program and everyone's like, hey, brother, can I pray for you? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I meant this, you know, ah, what do you mean? Where are the drugs in this place that you're so happy? There's no way you could be this. Oh, I'm dead serious. I was searching that place. There's no piece of carpet I didn't look through. I was searching. <laughs> you, you think it's funny? It's true. What are you so happy about? That's what I would yell at these people in the staff. I mean, I get like violent. What is happening here? But then they take me to a place. They take me to a revival. Kind of like this. See, you know why this is so special to me? I got saved at a conference. I got saved at a tent like this. See, I believe somebody's life can change today forever. And not only yours, generational curses will be broken at this tent today. Today. I believe it because it happened. So I go to this Christian crack club, it seemed like. They were flopping all over the place. I never seen the spirit of God. I was afraid when someone raised their hand. Now I'm jumping, shout, talking in tongues, freaking out, going crazy. But I didn't know none of that. And there's 40,000 people in the room, and there's amazing speakers. I mean, they're flying them in from all over the country. And the guy who gets up there, I can barely even understand him. He's got a Chinese accent, and he says they will be lovers of money. I said, yes, finally somebody knows what they're talking about in here. Me, I love money. Preach, come on. Dead serious. Only I, I, he had my full attention then. He said they will be boastful, proud, disobedient to their parents, the type of men who creep into women's bed loaded with sin. They have a form of godliness but deny its power. And the Spirit of God came on me. I'm telling you in that moment, money didn't matter. My mom, nobody mattered. I didn't know how to get saved. Nobody taught me. Nobody coached me through some little prayer. Nothing. All I know is in that moment, that book was reading my mail. That speaker was talking about me. I hit the guy next to me. I said, there's no way that's in the Bible. He goes, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> One of those teen challenge happy people. Yes, it is. I read these scriptures. Oh, this is a true story. I read these scriptures. And the Spirit of God came on me. I was paralyzed. I couldn't think. I couldn't talk. All I knew is there was a God, and I had to get right with him. I didn't know what to do. I knew that I needed to get right with this God because this book was written 2,500 years ago, and it's talking about me today. So they do an altar call. I ran. I ran to the front. I didn't know what to say. I'm not churched. I don't know anything. I dropped my knees. I said, remove my addiction. Remove my addiction. Remove my addiction. Remove my addiction. Remove. That's all I could say over and over and over and over again. That was December 30th, 2010. I'm here to testify that my addiction died that day at the name of Jesus Christ, that I bowed my knee and God came into my life and called me and said, you are going to be an evangelist and go to the nations. That day he told me that. But I still had to work some things out. I wasn't ready to go. I had to get some things worked out. I had to go try some things on my own, get humbled. 
See, I'm not the poster child for Teen Challenge. I've done about six restorations that I could count or remember. But what I know is that when God set me free, it's been eight years now that he set me free, completely finished. And I'll close with this. Jana, make me sound like Billy Graham. Play those keys. Come on. Here we go. Everything's more spiritual with the keys. Okay? Here it is. I'm closing with this. Next year, if they allow me to come back, I went over my time, I'll tell you the story about Megan. But I came here for a message for somebody today because someone needs to hear this and God told me this today. See, you don't know the decision you're about to make right now. You don't know the decision you're making being under this tent right now. You have no idea. Remember Alex, the one I'm named after, the 17 year old that got caught with those 800 kilos of cocaine? He did 18 years straight fed time. He gets out, he starts smoking rock. The family calls and says, hey, we got a new Alex now. There's an Alex who's at TCMI and he's about to be a pastor and he's been clean for three years. And where did you take him for help? So I start to minister to my family. Within 24 hours, Alex is on a plane going to San Diego Teen Challenge where he got saved, born again, baptized, went to TCMI. He's one class away from being a pastor. My whole family has been saved, born again since I made a decision. Who is gonna make a decision today? because your whole family is waiting for you. Hallelujah, wait right here. This is your day. Listen, if that's your decision, we've responded. I want you, get on your knees where you're at. Get on, if you want to respond, get on your knees where you're at and make that a response. Because you know what the Bible says? That I knelt before the Father from whom all heaven and earth derived its name. If you want to respond, I want to invite you. Of course, you can sit in your seat and respond, but if you need to get, you can lay flat. You can get, get to a spot right where you're at, where you would just say, yes, this is me. I'm not leaving here. I'm not going back. I'm not moving on. I'm going to stop everything else. This is the moment. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. We don't have to wait. Receive what God has for you. And I'm going to ask Pastor Alex. He's going to call on the Lord with you in prayer. But you've got to pray. You've got to lift your voice. You've got to cry out. You've got to declare, this is my moment. I'm not leaving without what God has for me in this place. Come on, somebody. Get before the Lord. Get before the Lord. Begin right now. Just say his name, Jesus. 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 He's hearing your cry. He's breaking that chain. He's setting you free. Pastor Alex is going to pray over you, but you pray. God hears your voice. You don't have to go back. You've been wounded. You've been carrying that. It's begun to happen, but now let God do the rest of the work. Hallelujah. Pastor Alex, pray over us, brother. We're ready. Father God, we thank you, God. We're not here to play games, God. We're not in a program, God. God, there is an army under this tent rising up, God. God, I pray over everybody under the sound of my voice right now in this tent, God, that you would begin to give dreams, that you would begin to raise visions, God. Generational curses die right here, God. 
that our children's 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 children will serve you all the days of our life, God. That each and every single one under this tent, God. God, you have made a new creation. The old is gone. We don't go by statistics, God. We go by the blood of Jesus that was paid on Calvary, God. God, you would you begin, God, right now to deposit callings across this room. There's prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles, teachers in this place, God. Pastors, God, call them forward. God, I pray that everybody under this tent never forget this moment, the moment that you came down from heaven to meet with us, God. From glory to glory to glory. God, thank you, God, for what, can you give God some praise in this place? Thank you, God. 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 Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.